Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series on the Book of Romans with this message entitled, What Will Your End Be? If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans 6.23. Now here is our Bible teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your eternal love for us. In your eternal love, you have chosen us to salvation. You have predestinated us to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, our Lord. In time, you effectually called us and you justified us. You enabled us to come through the gate, Jesus Christ, the narrow gate. And you caused us to enter the narrow road that leads to eternal life. We are your sheep. You are our good shepherd, chief shepherd, great shepherd, and bishop of our souls. And so we hear your voice. Speak to us, O God. Your people, your sheep do hear this morning. And by the mighty operation of your spirit, transform us by your truth. We know that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. Help us to believe, O Lord. And forgive us our unbelief. For this we pray in Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Yesterday, a number of you attended the funeral of one who passed away. Soon our end also will come and some dear ones will attend our funeral. Wages of sin is death. The soul that sinneth. The prophet says, it shall die. All descendants of Adam must die. We read in Genesis 5, Methuselah lived 969 years and he died. Moses said, the length of our days is 70 years. Or 80 if we have strength. Yet their span is but trouble and sorrow. For they quickly pass away. And we fly away. The end of all things is near. The Bible says. There is an end to this world. It will pass away. And there is an end. To your life and mine. We will pass away. And today we have come to the end of chapter 6 of Romans. It speaks about two destinies of two peoples. Two destinies, eternal death or eternal life. The purpose of your brief life is not to amass wealth and fame and power. It is to ensure your eternal destiny. The vast majority of the peoples of the world will 
earn eternal death. And a very small remnant will enjoy the gift of eternal life. So the question this morning is, what will be your end? Like John 3.16, this verse, Romans 6.23, is a great one-verse summary of the gospel. St. Paul sets before us death and life. To experience the destiny of eternal death, one needs to do nothing. All descendants of Adam, we are told, are born sinners. And so they are born dead. They are dead toward God while they move about. To enjoy the gift of eternal life, one must be united to Jesus Christ. Who said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me shall live even though he dies. Jesus Christ came into this world that we might have life and have abundant life. Eternal life is found in Jesus Christ alone. We are told in the Bible the end of all unbelievers is destruction, burning, and death. The end of all believers is salvation, eternal life. What will your end be? Think seriously about it before your own funeral, which is coming soon. There is a day fixed by God when you will die. It is decreed how many days you will live. And you will not live one more day than he determined. This verse, Romans 6.23, speaks of three things. First, speaks of two masters, two slaveries, and two destinies. First, two masters. All people of the world must serve a master. Either the living God... Creator of all things and redeemer of his elect people and judge of all. Friends, there is no independence. There is no neutrality. Only two masters, God or sin. God or Satan. Through Satan, sin entered the world, which God permitted for his own eternal glory. In Genesis 3, we read how serpent beguiled Eve and how Adam sinned deliberately. In Revelation 12, 9, we read the great dragon was hurled down. That ancient serpent called the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray. And in Revelation 20 and verse 10, we read, and the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur to be tormented day and night forever and ever. The devil, the God of this world, is the ruler of every unbeliever in Jesus Christ. 
So we can say the master of every unbeliever is Satan or sin. Because everyone sins through the direction of Satan. Romans 5, 12 through chapter 6, verse 23, the word sin, hamartia, appears in the singular 22 times. Sin is personified. Sin is great power. Sin is a great king which reigns raining down death. Romans 5 and verse 21. An unbeliever, he thinks he is free. He is serving himself, doing his own thing. This is a delusion, this is an illusion. It's spiritual deception. A sinner is working for the master sin. He is working for Satan, his master. A sinner is born sinner. We are told that we are conceived in sin and born in sin and practice sin every day of our life. Satan is reigning. Sin is reigning. And so is death we have observed. But we who believe in Jesus Christ we serve not sin or Satan. We serve the living God. So we read in chapter 6. Verse 13. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin. As instruments of wickedness. But rather offer yourselves to God. As those who have been brought from death to life. And offer the parts of your body to him. As instruments of righteousness. God we serve. Or read chapter 6 and verse 22. But now that you have been set free from sin. And have become slaves to God. We are slaves to God. We have no other master. Than our triune God, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we obey from the heart that form of doctrine. To which we are entrusted. We believe in the absolute authority of God. And therefore of his word. Which tells us how to live. Paul writes, but the gift of God is eternal life. In Jesus Christ our Lord. Later on in chapter 10, he will tell us, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Jesus said, I'm the gate. And if you come through me, you will be saved. John 10 and verse 9. Jesus Christ was Paul's master. In the introduction to this Epistle, he calls himself a slave of Jesus Christ. He obeyed Jesus Christ. So, friends, our master is not sin, not Satan. Our master also, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our eternal redemption. Two masters. Now let us look at two slaveries. 
All people are slaves and are serving in complete obedience, either God or sin. Take a look at chapter 6 and verse 16. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone to obey him as slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death. Or look at verse 17. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin. Or look at verse 18. You have been set free from sin. And look at verse 21. What benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. Or turn to Romans 1 and let me read a little bit from verse 28, chapter 1. Furthermore, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a depraved mind. The first thing you lose is your mind. You lose the ability to understand and analyze reality. And so you always misunderstand and misjudge. Depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, depravity, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, gossip, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful, and so on. Slavery in doing these wicked things. Or Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 3. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live. When you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit. Who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us lived among them at one time. What were you doing? Gratifying the cravings of our flesh. And following its desires and thoughts. Hard work, sir. Serving sin and serving Satan is extremely hard work, but they do it. Titus 3 and verse 3, at one time we too were foolish, disobedient, and enslaved, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasure. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. Hard labor, sir. Galatians 5, beginning with verse 19, the works of the flesh are obvious. What are they doing? Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Hard work, daily grind. First Corinthians 6, beginning with verse 9. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, adulterers, male prostitutes, or, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Second Thessalonians chapter 1. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen 
when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels he will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus they'll be punished with everlasting destruction and they'll be shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the majesty of his power on the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and be saved. Everyone who refuses to believe in Jesus Christ, he is speaking about the refused to love the truth and so be saved. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie. And so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth, but have delighted in wickedness, you see. It's hard labor, and yet they do it with great delight, deceived by the pleasures of sin for a season. Ephesians 4, having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for man. Addiction. They are addicted to sin. Continuous lust for more sin. First Peter 4, we read, Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, Arm yourselves also with the same attitude because he who has suffered in his body is done with sin. As a result, he does not live the rest of his earthly life for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. Then he tells us, for you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans chose to do, living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry. They think it's strange that you do not plunge with them into the same flood of dissipation and they heap abuse on you. But they will have to give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. Turn with me to Romans chapter 8. These are people who live katasarka according to the flesh over against kata pneuma according to the Holy Spirit. Romans 8 verse 4. In order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not walk or live according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. And then there is a description of life according to the flesh and life according to the Spirit. Read Romans 8 4 through 9 or 4 through 14 there is a great description of how these people live but we serve God and God only and you read chapter 6 Romans verse 13 16 17 18 19 and 22 it will tell you we serve God and we obey his word and we live according to the spirit Romans 8 verse 14 tells us because those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. We are led by the Spirit of God. 
we go where the spirit of God sends us. And turn with me to the, to the book of Ephesians chapter 5. And here we are told in verse 16. So I say live by the spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. That is a guarantee. And verse 22. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. And so on. Verse 25. Since we live by the spirit. Let us keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. There you have two slaveries. And finally, two destinies waiting for people. So the wages of sin is death, it says. There it is. A destiny for all the unbelieving people. It is eternal death. As I already said, to attain unto the destiny of death, an unbeliever, a sinner, a son of Adam needs not to do anything. Just live yourself. Just live your life of sin. Just do your thing. Be autonomous. Don't listen to the voice of the Lord, the shepherd. Don't come go to church. Don't listen to the Bible. Don't listen to your parents. Don't listen to anybody. Just do your thing. The wages of sin is death. The commander, the general, the idea here is, the commander, the general, called sin, pays wages for his soldiers. We read in 1 Corinthians 9, 7, who serves as a soldier at his own expense. The answer is no one. Sin pays wages in death. The soldier is paid daily for his services. His wages consist in death. And the first installment he gets while he lives. He dies as he lives. The second installment he gets the moment he dies. And the third installment he gets when Jesus Christ comes again and raises him up and judges him and sent him to hell. The wages sin pays consists in death. And this is nothing but the wrath of God. It is already revealed against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. God hands the sinner over. Turn to the book of Romans chapter 1 and let me point out to you the downward spiral. The sinner goes down and down and down and down in his life. Look at verse 24, chapter 1 of Romans. Therefore God gave them over in, in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. He handed him over. That means you can only do that. Keep on sinning. Verse 26. Because of this God gave them over to shameful lusts. Including lesbianism and homosexuality. Look at Romans 1 verse 28. Furthermore since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God. He gave them over to a depraved mind. So that they may do sin all the time. 
Friends, sin pays wages daily. And we have experienced, we have received payment. If you think back, poverty, disease, fried brain, depraved mind, demon possession, drug addiction, divorce, anxiety, loneliness, fear, prison, and being conformed to the devil himself in our nature. Turn to Romans 6 verse 19. I put this in human terms because you are weak in your natural selves just as you used to offer the parts of your body in slavery to filthiness, to lawlessness, to wickedness. Verse 21, to shame and to death. See the downward thing. Filthiness, lawlessness, ever-increasing wickedness to shame and death downward spiral handed him over handed him over handed him over i used to say one day a big truck loaded with one's wages of sin will arrive to unload death for you they may protest i never ordered this no you did you served sin all your life and sin pays wages You must take it. Blame shifting shall not work. Sin pays wages to the sinner. To the one who sinned. You sinned. And you will be paid. We are having great uh, budget deficit in California. Let me tell you. Sin does not experience a budget deficit. He pays it. In full. The sinner will be paid. The rich man of Luke 16 lived a life of sin. He dressed himself in purple and in fine linen. He lived in luxury, we are told. He considered himself blessed. Others called him blessed. And he expected to go into Abraham's bosom. He died, he went to hell. He was in torment, in agony, in the fire of divine wrath. He was thirsty, he was conscious he was very sober you don't want to believe my gospel friends wait till you die and you will become a believer he was sober he desired to cross over from death to life he desired his brothers to consider their end and not go to hell he prayed for the first time in his life from hell No one answered his prayer. Soon he will be raised to experience the fullness of death. Which he worked for while he was living. Wages of sin is death. It is called the second death in Revelation. It is called everlasting death. And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur. Where the beast and the false prophets had been thrown, they'll be tormented day and night forever and ever. Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. Earth and sky fled from his presence and there was no place for them. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Matthew 25 verse 41, then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you who are cursed. 
into the eternal fire prepared by God for the devil and his angels. Matthew 25 verse 46, then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. 2 Thessalonians 1, we read this. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction. Jude 7, in a similar way, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. They serve as an example of those who suffer the punishment of eternal fire. Eternal fire, sir. Sin and Satan promise a happy life and delivers a miserable death. Sin deceives, Satan lies. At the last judgment, all sinners who lived a lawless life will be told by Jesus to depart from me to the everlasting fire. Depart from me, go to hell. Depart from me, you cursed ones, into eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. I believe that. Jesus spoke more about hell than anybody else in the Bible. Jesus prepared hell for the devil, his angel, and all humans who follow his devilish ways. Oh, we made Jesus, the liberals made Jesus to be nice and lovely and huggable, a teddy bear. That is the conception of Jesus, a teddy bear. Think again, sir. Look at the Bible and discover the real Jesus, who is both savior and judge. Satan said, you shall not surely die, but they died. And all in Adam died, who can get out from hell? It is an irreversible condition, sir. And the physical death seals it. Nothing more can be done. The fire of hell is the fire of the wrath of God. For our God, we are told, is a consuming fire. And the vast majority of the people of the world will receive their just wages and go to hell. They earned it. They expected it. They will receive justice from God. No one goes to hell unless he chooses all his life to go to hell. Then he discovers hell is no joke. It's not a swear word. Hell exists. So I wait until some other people die and then they will discover it was no joke. Hell is prepared to receive hell-sought sinners. But friends, there is more. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for your clear warning to all the living. And we are here, O God, we are living. And some of us are your sheep and we hear your gracious message. There may be others who are not your sheep. We pray that you save them. Nobody else can save them. Only you can save them. Make them sober, O Lord. Regenerate them. Give them sound mind. Enable them to confess their sins and savingly believe in Jesus Christ. May they run to Jesus Christ 
the ark, the city of refuge, and be safe forevermore. May they learn what it means that the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. This we pray in his name. Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio of this message entitled, What Will Your End Be? Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthews.